Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Podcast dog, move! <laughs> she doesn't want to move. <laughs> She's such a bossy dog, that podcast dog. Ever been scared to start something new or rocked up to a thing feeling like a total fraud and totally out of your depth? Well, this, my friend, is the place for you. Welcome to Just Make The Thing, a podcast about how to start a thing and keep on making it. I'm Claire Tonti, co-founder of Planet Broadcasting, Australia's largest independent podcast network and massive Danish pastry fiend, which is lucky because in today's episode, I chat with my wonderful lawyer by day, yoga instructor by night friend Chanel, and tell her all about my trip to Copenhagen, the land of Danishes. I did eat a lot of them, but mostly I was there to present at the Podcast Radio Days International Conference. Never have I done anything like this before, and I was terrified. I kept thinking someone was going to tap me on the shoulder and say, there's been a mistake, lady, out you go. Anyway, it's a lesson in bloody backing yourself, having a support crew, being early, aiming to be super prepared. And it's also about how mistakes teach you a lot and sometimes you just have to go with the flow and trust everything will be okay. So here it is, Just Make the Thing, episode four. Do you want me to tell you about how I did my thing? Yes, I'd love to hear about your thing. Okay, you will laugh a lot (laughs) because my trip was amazing and I saw so many amazing Things that have been made by people, which was like the whole theme of my trip. I saw Mm. a lot of artwork and buildings and just incredible feats of human creativity. Oh, amazing. Just like really blew me away. So I've put some photos up on our Twitter at Make the Thing and at Mrs. Sunday Movies and I'll... And people have commented, it's been so lovely. But I'll just fast forward through all that because no one wants to hear about their someone else's trip to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of do and then you kind of (laughs) do. Don't make me jealous. No. But the one thing I will talk about Mm -hmm. is what happened at the conference in Copenhagen and the podcast conference. Cause, okay, so you know how I had all these issues starting my speech? Yes, I do. (laughs) So I sent off my presentation and then the day that I arrived, so I arrived at like 5 p.m. and the conference started at 9 a.m. the next day. Mm -hmm. I got to the hotel and I got an email when I had Wi-Fi saying your presentation doesn't work and the videos haven't loaded and it's too long. Excellent. Excellent. And also, so instead of transferring it like you did using WeTransfer, can you find a USB and please bring it on a USB? And they had actually told me that I needed to bring a USB as backup, but I... Were very confident? Yes. Well, no, I just I just forgot. And, oh. and <laughs> right. It was just, or, or I at least thought I didn't have one. And so then I had to spend about three hours running around Copenhagen oh, in the dark no. trying to find a 7-Eleven that had a USB 
<laughs> and then another, like, and then I didn't do that. So then I thought I, w- I went back to my hotel room really in tears by that point. So I was like, oh God, I've stamped everything on. I think I'm so unprofessional. Mm. Why am I even bothering to do this thing in the first place? I'm all the way in Europe. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and then I got back to my hotel room and I thought, well, I better just fix the presentation anyway. And I'll transfer it or borrow a USB from one of the like really professional people and they're going to judge me so much oh god and so I fixed my I spent another two hours so it was like 10 p.m by this point oh you poor thing fixing my um presentation and redoing it so that it was shorter and more succinct and Mm -hmm. you know the videos were loaded embedded in it properly and anyway and in in the meantime of doing that I actually rewrote my entire speech (laughs) Well, that's definitely one way of doing it. Because I clearly, to make a thing, need a serious amount of panic. Like, (laughs) next level panic. A lot of people perform really well under those, like, kinds of pressures, though, I think. Like, if you think back at uni, how did you... I don't know, maybe you were very studious, but a lot of people would just cram. So, you're like, I've got two days, I've got two days. That's all I've got. I better remember it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because that's how my brain works. And I actually, I Mm. have to toot my own proverbial horn here. (laughs) I have an excellent brain for cramming. Oh, that's awesome. It does not bode well for long-term memory. (laughs) So nothing sticks in my brain. But for a 24-hour period, mm-hmm. I can shove so much shit in there and it's and I can regurgitate it. That's very impressive. Well, yes and then no, because then in the long term, it doesn't make me that See, I have a really awesome long-term memory. But if you ask me what happened 20 minutes ago, there is no way I'll be able to tell you. <laughs> like, I forget conversations I have with Goran 10 minutes beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I think, oh, God. Am I getting some kind of degenerative brain disorder or something? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I, this this can't be good that I can't remember a conversation. But does that mean, though, I have to say that you are, like, quite organized? And yes. And you are very studious and good at being pre-prepared. I have to be organized, I think, because my short-term memory is so shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that and not just that you're a better human than me. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I am so... So like pit on my stomach, jealous of you because you, that means you go through life not having this sick panic anxiety of like Copenhagen at 10 p.m. a night at a city you've never freaking been to where you don't speak the language trying to say USB. I was going to say, how do you say USB in Danish? Turns out it's just USB. (laughs) But I did Google USB. And also, turns out Denmark, lots of people speak English is fine. But yeah. I tried to ask this guy. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> in 7-Eleven. Oh. <laughs> in the language. And he just went, no, I, you, I speak English is fine. You want a USB? now? we don't have any. You won't find any. <laughs> you won't find anywhere this late at night. And I could tell he was looking at me like, you crazy because yeah. I would I just got off a plane so I must have looked insane anyway so I get back to my hotel room I've redone my whole speech I then email the head organizer of the thing plus mm. all their tech crew and say like, I don't have USB I'm really sorry but here's the new one I've sent it via week transfer but I've also emailed it to you and I'll find someone to have you and I sent this big long panicked email mm-hmm. in the meantime my mum who I brought with me to the conference because mm-hmm. I'm super cool as I said before <laughs> she flew in late from Iceland that's a whole nother story mm-hmm and she finally arrives at the hotel 
And as she's as she comes into the room, I don't know what it is about my mum. I just love her. She's so comforting. Mm. And something in my brain just went, you have a USB, Claire. You put it in your what? pack with the... Your mother is your memory trigger. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember because I was about That's to tell awesome. her how devastated I was and how embarrassed I was. And I just remember I'd taken my podcast Zoom with me in a pencil case and at the front of it, I put all the tech stuff including the USB with my presentation on it. I feel like there's something to this, Claire. I feel like you might need to create a miniature version of your mum, like a little <laughs> doll, put her on your keychain and you can just have her around so she can trigger your memories. That could be our first merch, Claire's <laughs> mum, in miniature. If you need some help making a thing, have her as a talisman on your keys. That is awesome. <laughs> she is actually such a sweet woman. She's like really little and just like lovely and so kind. And Aww. she gave me a big hug and an I felt so much better and it did make me think a lot about how when you need to make something having people around to support you is like oh yeah part of it absolutely yeah and be your like um little support crew yeah and team like waving flags if mum could buy pom-poms and have a big sign saying go Claire and if she could have done that and brought it to the conference you would (laughs) that's so cute I don't know whether I told you this but last year we had um a work Christmas party and they do these obligatory rewards uh, awards to every person. Yeah. And they're just, they're silly things. It's like the who can drink the biggest glass of water award and the person that eats all the snacks award. Yeah. Anyways, so I got a yoga teaching and podcasting award. I don't know. People are clearly overhearing my <laughs> conversations with others. And oh. I was like, oh, this is kind of embarrassing, but it's very nice of you. And I took it out of my um, bag. I came home, I took it out of my bag, and I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. This is just a silly work thing. So I threw it out. Oh, I came and, no. yeah, because I was just like, well, this is silly. It's not a, like, I feel like a, you know, grade prep or something. Like, look, this is Chanel's participation certificate. <laughs> um, anyway, so I um, left the house and I came back and it was on the fridge and I said, where did you find this? He's like, why did you throw that out? This is amazing. You need to keep it on the fridge. And I was like, that's why I keep you around, husband. That's why I keep that's you That's why around. I now have you in miniature form with yeah. a talisman. I'm in the, <laughs> so the second piece of merch will be Gorin. In so, miniature. Yeah. So your mum and then Gorin. And Gorin. I like it. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Oh, man, that is so that is so sweet. Yeah, that I think it's so – you're sweet. right. It's, you're right about the support thing, though. It's a uh, – they ha- they're your cheerleaders. They like, are. They really and, are. And it really makes a big difference. James and I had a chat because I interviewed him for our podcast. I listened to oh, it. Oh, did you? It was just – Oh, you guys. Oh, man, that's so corny. <laughs> I listened back. I took out some stuff because I was like, that is too corny. I can't put that in. At one point, we were like kind of getting all like, you're the best, you're the best. I was like, Ugh. That is just gross. Anyway, but we did talk a bit about that and um, it was just really, really nice to reflect on mm. that you do, you need somebody in your life, yeah. whatever, whoever they are, whether it's family or friends or a partner or a dog or mm-hmm. whoever, <laughs> like she's gone to sleep now yeah. on the podcast dog, um, who is in your corner cheering yeah. for you. Anyway, so that kind of, and I had a lot of like messages from people and things just saying, I hope it goes well. And it was so lovely because I brought my mum with me in the morning mm-hmm. and I got to the conference. I was so nervous. I got there at 8.30 when the thing started at 9. So mm-hmm. I could go at, behind the scenes and double check they got my presentation. And yeah. I had the USB with me and it all worked out. And so I made friends with the tech guys and like Aww. learned their names and tested it all out. And it also meant, and I think this is another thing with making something, being early 
actually yeah. makes a big difference. Yeah, I think so. And I'm terrible at that. I'm forever a late person. But being early to this particularly, when you want to go to a job interview or something important, yep. just was so great because it meant I got to talk to the organizer and I spoke to the amazing like um, keynote speakers. Like I was at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like literally the last, second last presentation and half the people had left. So <laughs> that, it was like half empty auditorium. But it meant that I made friends with the keynote speakers and chatted to them about their presentations and they were incredible. I met... The Eric, the guy from Midroll, the CEO, and Midroll's that podcast company in the States mm-hmm. um, that started off as Earwolf. And, oh, yeah, you, know, you were telling me about them. Yeah, yep. we used to actually be signed with Midroll for a while to do advertising. So they're probably the biggest company globally doing podcast advertising. So I met him, um, and then I met this beautiful woman, Helen, and um, I'll put in her podcast links. She's from the UK. She's incredible. She does a linguistics podcast that's humongous. Oh, wow. And she's just, they introduced her as the queen of podcasting. Oh, wow. <laughs> she really, but she was just so nice. And yeah. she talked to my mum for ages. Oh, really cute. A bit embarrassing, but she was so lovely. Um, and then I met Paula Schutzman from WMYBC Studios. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, they do Note to Self and um, Too Many White Guys and just loads of amazing podcasts. And she was like... I just wanted to take her home. I was so in awe of her. <laughs> I just loved her. She was incredible. Anyway, so I met all these really, really interesting people throughout the day and just heard all of this like, it just felt like we were this group of people who are at the frontier of tech, mm. kind of all, everyone's trying to figure it out. No one has all the answers. I learned that the BBC and the Guardian, who were both there as well, mm-hmm. um, Plus all the national broadcasts from around Europe and Mm -hmm. from Canada and the US, Mm -hmm. their numbers are pretty comparable, if not smaller than the ones that we're getting. Wow. Which just blew me away. And even the producer spoke from um, WTF, which is the Mike Marin podcast, which is the one that had Barack Obama on it and Mm -hmm. was probably one of the first huge global viral podcasts. Yep. Their stats aren't that different to, to the yours. weekly planet. Wow. Yeah, which Isn't is... that incredible? But it just goes to show there's an audience for everything in the world and so true. Um they would have their specific audience, but you guys mm. also have your specific audience. So, so true. And it also just made me realise that you just have to get out there yeah. and be fearless and try things. And Take ev- a risk. Yeah, and yeah. everyone that I met I realised was just a person. Yeah. And James's dad said that to me before we le- before I left. He's like, Claire, I've been to a lot of these. And I just have to say, you're just as good as any of them, if not Aww, better. Oh, that's so, so sweet. I know. And true, obviously. Well, not not necessarily true, but just it did make me realise in talking to them that in talking to all these people that I admired or thought were really clever and interesting Mm. that they are all just people. Like I met the head of podcast at the BBC and the head of podcast at The Guardian and, you know, Paula Schutzman and all these incredible people and they were. They were lovely and they had their own insecurities. Of course. Their own self-deprecating ways of talking about what their creative process is and... That was the other thing. I started talking to people about how they started making their thing. Mm. And Jason Phipps, who is the head of podcast at The Guardian, A, in his talk I found out that The Guardian actually coined the word podcasting. Did they? They did. That's pretty cool. How cool is that? And guess how it had happened. And this makes me also think about making things. A guy, and I can't remember his name, he was writing an article on podcasting. This Maybe it was like 10 years ago. 
And he wrote the article, it finished. And then his editor emailed him back frantically and was like, hey, mate, we need another sentence to fill it in. We just need an extra little sentence to fill in the page. So can you just add an extra sentence in? And he wrote something like, this new frontier could be called podcasting or digital audio or something like that. And then the next minute, the next year, he was contacted by the Macquarie Dictionary to say, hey, mate, uh, you've just won word of the year. (laughs) And he literally... That is amazing. I know. And that is the lesson for all of um, this, I think, that everything is made by a person. Yeah. Like everything... And often it happens by accident. Yeah. Most of the big inventions are accidents. So if you don't try and make a thing, even if it doesn't end up being the thing that you thought you were going to make at the start... Yeah something's going to come of it. Something will come of it for sure. I completely, I completely agree with that. You just need to persevere because you will be able to make something. Yeah. And it might not be, as you say, your original idea, but it might be better or different or in in the end, I don't know. I'm starting to think that in the world, things are as they should be all the time. So you do have a bit of luck, but at the same time, and I think we've discussed this, Mm. Um, luck is uh, the conversion of opportunity and effort. That's my yes. view. Yes. So um, sometimes when things people say, oh, it just came about, it did, but it also didn't because you were working on something and then you were open to opportunities and you saw it and you took it and that's how mm. it came about. Totally agree. Yeah. James and I said the same thing, that Hugh Jackman said this in an interview. Oh, who doesn't though? Seriously. Mm, and he's actually a really nice guy. What can't he do? I know. Do you know what I mean? I know. He actually gives me hope. I think I say <laughs> to James sometimes, the fact that someone like Hugh Jackman exists <laughs> means that there is hope in the world. Yeah. Because I just think like we know a friend of ours, we call him Hollywood Pete actually. Hollywood. <laughs> he's so lovely. He's a, he's a listener of James's show mm-hmm. and he's come on board to help us out with things and he's just such a great bloke and mm-hmm. so fun. Anyway, he's done a lot of producing and knows a lot of people in different places and he knows you quite well. Oh, my God. I know. I know, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and so he- Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. He said that he's just exactly what you think he is. Like, I'm yep. sure there's a lot of celebrities that aren't, but he is just genuinely just Aww. a lovely bloke. I also have another story about Hugh Jackman. A friend of ours, when we were living <laughs> in the Kimberley up north, um, he's a teach- he was a teacher up there. We were teaching in an Indigenous community for a year, which is a whole other story for another day. But... Um, this guy was saying at Hugh Jackman when he was filming Australia mm-hmm. was living in Kununurra as well mm-hmm. and used to go to his local gym and they got talking one day and he was just he just out of the blue got the balls to say hey Hugh we're having a barbecue on Sunday you're welcome to bring your missus and your kids if you like and Hugh turned up with a six pack and 
sausages for the barbecue. Aww. And brought his, like, beautiful wife and his kids and, like, hung out for the whole day. That is awesome. Oh, man. I know. Aww. But see, back to that whole thing. Like, people are just people. Yes. And, you know, it... You just have you, – it doesn't mean that if you start making something, automatically it's going to be incredible and it's life-changing necessarily. But everyone started somewhere. Absolutely. You know? mm. I completely agree with that. Yeah, so you just have to start it and have fun with it and see where it goes. So is that your um, your words of wisdom from your trip <laughs> and from your speech? It's one of them. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, it is. The other thing is – I've just discovered in myself, because when I did this speech, and I'll actually put it up on YouTube. Oh, good, good. I want to yeah, see it. Yeah, we're going to create a Just Make Thing YouTube channel. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, because we're going to put, we've had people asking to put the show on YouTube, so I'm going to do that. And I thought I'll upload the video because it's there. It's only 15 minutes speech. Mm-hmm. But I watched it, and I was pretty proud of myself. As you oh, should be. <laughs> I was pretty proud because I actually watched it back and went, well, I did. I said all these things that I didn't write down. Where the freak did I get that from? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, I also just love public speaking. So I got up there and was just like, "I love this. I don't care <laughs> if only half the people in the audience are here. I don't care." And it was kind of, even though it was a terrible spot in the lineup, the last um, panel of the day was all of those big important people like Paula Schutzman. Um, from WMYC Studios and like they were presenting Mm -hmm. so it kind of meant that on the panel they had to stick around for the last thing because they were on the panel at the end of the day which meant that some of the people who were really important that I wanted to meet um were actually on that panel which meant they were there to listen to my speech nice which was kind of cool yeah um so I yeah it didn't go too badly and I it was it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And oh, good! I, yeah, got some nice feedback from some people. Actually, Paula came and told me I was dynamic. Oh, <laughs> I like, can't see my face in this podcasting, but like, I, my literal heart exploded <laughs> in my chest. I was sitting next to my mum at the end of the conference, just sitting there, just being like, "Oh, it's over. I've made it." And she walked right up to me and Aww. was like, "That was such a dynamic presentation." And Aww. then I bloody. My heart just bloody exploded. <laughs> and then she said, if you are around in the US, you should definitely come along to the Women in Podcasting conference we're doing. Oh, my God. October. <laughs> and again, she's making the face, everybody. <laughs> it's just like, my, like, I'm so excited I can't, don't know what to say face. It's bloody amazing. And I then, hope you played it cooler than that. <laughs> you know what? I actually didn't. <laughs> also discovered because I'm such a dag and I had my mum with me and I was just I just decided to be genuine I thought Mm. I was going to be all professional and then I just went you know what I'm an Aussie from down under or whatever (laughs) I don't know I just decided to just be myself and tell people how I was feeling and and actually it meant that people open up and they tell you more about themselves and that was another lesson I learned just be yourself humility is very important Yeah, yeah exactly and just honesty for me, because yeah. I've met a lot of people in this industry now or just in industry and business that aren't themselves and aren't genuine and yeah. that can get you far. I'm sure it can in some ways. But to me, I I think authenticity is hugely important. Yep. Yep. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. and being Because yourself, how do you sustain it if it's yeah, not who you are? Exactly. And, and what are your values and... And what you stand, what do you stand for? You've got to figure that out yep. and walk through life 
making your things and doing whatever you want, but with that at the heart of it. That yeah. This is what is important to me. These are my values. This is who I am. And I'm not going to be afraid or embarrassed or, you know, worried about whether or not people are going to like it. If yeah. I know that it's true to who I am and true to my values, then that's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's really hard to not care about what people think. And I think mm. that's probably a conversation for another day. Mm. But yes, I think continuing to work at something that you believe in is ultimately going to lead to your success in whatever form mm. that, I guess, comes in. Exactly. I agree. I, also something I've learned, and I don't know if this will continue, but there are opportunities where I think if you get a certain level of success, you can sell out on the yeah. values that you hold. Yeah. Or you can make choices to make more money or make have more exposure or something that in the end might be detrimental to your values or to what you hold yeah. as dear. And James and I have had this discussion and not necessarily that this is ever going to happen or we ha- will have the opportunity to like sell out or anything <laughs> anyway. But we have always said that at the heart of everything we're choosing to do now is our family, yep. our friends and our family. And at the core of it, me and him and the baby and the podcast dog. <laughs> <laughs> you made the cut. You made the cut, mate. <laughs> she's totally asleep. She doesn't care. Yeah, she doesn't care. She doesn't care at all. She's on the rug, on the couch. She's fine. So, you know, I think that, and like you were saying with your flexibility of work with yoga, that you want to have a life that, um, you want to have a life that is balanced and that you yep. love to live. And sometimes the trappings of success or, I don't know, business or working yourself to the bone to get more money and have more things might be at loggerheads with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. I think um, I think there is a study and I don't know where it is. I will find it and I will put it up <laughs> on a, the Facebook page. But um, there is like a literally like a mathematical equation for um, like the degree of money, the amount of money that you can earn in Australia – and a level of comfort and contentment. Mm. And after you earn over that amount of money, it doesn't, there's no correlation between excessive wealth and happiness. And I guess we all, all know that, but um, yeah, I think after a certain point in time, that stuff just doesn't, like, I mean, obviously if you're living on the poverty line, that's one thing, but if you are earning a good wage and you're healthy um, and you're comfortable, then anything else that comes above that is kind of, Bonus. A bonus, yeah. Mm. That's what we've been trying to look at all of this as, a bonus, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, that if we've been able to live in the way that we do and look after our, our little guy together and do things that we love, then everything else that comes next is a bonus. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, which makes us – I'm very aware of how unique our situation is too though. <laughs> yeah. And we're very privileged and very, very lucky – to be in the position that we are in at the moment. And who knows how long things will be like this for. But anyway, I think it's worth bearing in mind, mm. figuring out what your core values are and and holding true to them mm. so that whenever you make a decision in life, you're kind of judging it based on that value. Yeah. You know, yep. what you believe in. So, um, yeah. What are your core values, do you think? Oh, man. Um, my core values are... 
I actually have been contemplating this recently, especially with um, trying to figure out what to do with my career and my day job in particular. I think for me, a level of independence is really important. Um, I have, um, I guess, I don't like being micromanaged and it's not like I don't like being told what to do, but I also think that I have developed enough wisdom and inf- like learned enough stuff in my life to be able to make informed and responsible choices. And I need the freedom to be able to do that. So I think independence, um, obviously my husband, and if we have kids, that family unit will be um, the most important um, thing. But um, yeah, there's something about just not feeling like, yeah, this is going to sound, I don't know how to say this in a way that's not um, corny. Or- yeah, corny or, or, or maybe even possibly it might offend people, but there's something about mediocrity that doesn't sit well with me. And sometimes I think maybe that's just I have no patience for laziness. Mm. So I have always prided myself on the fact that I will just keep trying at something. Yeah. <laughs> One, what, five job applications later (laughs) and four rejections (laughs) and success eventually. So I think there's something about being persistent and being with someone that values persistence and consistent effort to do the thing that's going to make you happy. So, Mm. yeah. We have been getting so many wonderful emails. Oh, it's, it's so heartwarming, oh, it's so isn't it? Great. Oh man, it's, audience, we love you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously, it's just like makes our day. It really anyway. does. It's just so wonderful. All the tweets and all the emails, and people have been sending them through to contact at planetbecasting.com. and you can also send them through our Facebook page, Just Make The Thing. And we also have, or I have Twitter at the moment, and we're going to get you Twitter. Yes. Or you can probably use the one we've got, which is Make The Thing. Um, and my Twitter is Mrs. Sunday Movie. So you, there's a couple of different ways you can communicate yep. with us. But, I'm but we just, love, love, love to hear from you. Oh so man. please keep writing oh in man. and giving us your stories and telling us about the stuff and all the creativity that exists in the world because we just love it. Oh, and, oh we love it. Oh, my God. And just knowing that we're not the only ones. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's the bloody best thing. <laughs> yes. We are not the only ones that like struggle with this thing so much. So... I wanted to read this one because this is the first one we ever got and it's from Connor Breddon and he, oh man, it's so lovely. So I'm going to read it out. Okay. Dear Claire and Chanel, I've just listened to podcast episode one and two and I love it. It came at just the right time for me personally as a thing I've been trying to make is a novel. On the day I found your podcast, I was just on the way home from a writer's group I joined and was considering quitting. Your podcast made me say to myself, no, self-doubt be damned. I just should bloody make the thing. You're damn right, Connor. I'm a lot like Claire. I've started my own podcast, quit after episode 10, tried to write three books, started an improv group, joined dance lessons. Oh, man, it's so nice to hear that. I'm I know. The only one. Oh, man, I was a YouTube entertainer for a while. Kids entertainer. I haven't shown you those videos. No, I haven't seen them. I wrote some songs for them. So awesome, Connor. It's nice to see that I'm not the only one. 
Oh, so nice. That is lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and keep making the thing. Exactly. He says here, congrats on the new podcast and new business. I've decided to use the podcast as a carrot at the end of the stick and I'm not going to listen to a new episode until I've written 1,500 words. So bloody write them because <laughs> we want you to keep listening. Exactly. <laughs> and then you should send it to us because we would love to see it. Absolutely. Um, and he is from Dublin in Ireland. Oh, that's awesome. Champ. I know. Okay, so I'm just going to read you one more because this is my other... Look, we got so many. So thank you so much, guys. This one is from Heather Gioia. I'm so sorry. I said that totally <laughs> wrong. Anyway, let's try again. Heather Gioia. No, it's not going to happen. Heather anyway, G? Hello, Heather G. That sounds cool. Hello. I wanted to stop by and let you guys know how much I'm enjoying your podcast. My boyfriend listens to another one of the podcasts from your lineup and recommended this one to me. He told me that Claire reminded him of me. <laughs> Insane. No, she didn't say that. Sorry. Lots of great ideas, projects started and projects abandoned. The banter between Claire and Chanel brought me back to college when my friend and I decided we were going to start vlogging. Okay, when I started, <laughs> when I said I would start vlogging and forced her to do it with me so I wouldn't give up. Does that sound <laughs> <laughs> that project lasted not even a year. Hmm, sounds like me. I've always been a writer and over the years have started close to seven blogs on WordPress alone, many of which are abandoned. In 2011, I decided to repurpose one of those blogs and wrote this in the about section. Despite the mosh pit and all of the other projects I've started, I just wanted a place to write freely about anything and everything I might want to. That's this wonderful. will be the place. Oh, I know, how great. That's so wonderful. I know. So she's just listed lots of projects she's doing, which are all incredible. And at the end, she said, here is to projects completed and journeys seen to the end. The best of luck to you ladies who just make the thing. I look forward to listening along. Heather. Oh, that's beautiful. And there are so many we've received like that. So anyone who's listening to this who has been contemplating making a thing or started a thing and then abandoned it or... Has struggling. made a thing. Yeah, it just has made a thing. And it's worked well for you. And Let us know. Bloody feeling smug out there. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that you made that you could just keep making. Like Chanel over there, all organised. Feel good organized. about yourself. <laughs> Man. Um, but keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And keep sharing with us. We'd love to um, just find out yep. about all the creativity out yep. there. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to Chanel over there? Uh, Chanel? <laughs> Anything else you want to share over there, Chanel? <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like the theme this time around is just make the most of what you've got. Yeah. And just keep trying, I think, you know. Exactly. There's really nothing more else I can say. No, make the soup. Yeah. <laughs> Which I did this week. Did you? Out. I made pumpkin and cauliflower. Oh, it well was done. all right. <laughs> It wasn't perfect. <laughs> but you made it. But I made it. <laughs> Couldn't find any Tupperware to put it in. Oh. It's in a saucepan in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to the guy who sent in his soup. Oh. The photo of his soup in Tupperware. Oh, yes. That was so good. You've been listening to an episode of Just Make the Thing with Claire Tundy and Chanel Luchev. And thanks so much for sticking around. You can find us on Facebook at Just Make the Thing or on Twitter at Make the Thing. Or you can find me at Mrs. Sunday Movies on Twitter. 
We also have a new email address, justmakethething at gmail.com. Actually, it's justmakethethingpod at gmail.com. I should get that right. Thank you so much for all your emails and messages and tweets. We love to hear all about the awesome stuff that you are making. So bloody keep it up. If you're struggling out there, wondering if you should start or whether it'll be good enough or anyone will love it, here is my advice. Who bloody cares? Do it because it's something fun. And what is interesting is what will come out of your brain. So it doesn't really matter if it's good or not. Just start it. Go on. I bloody dare you. Thanks, guys.